Welcome to Ballet Initiative. I'm Christian Kudnick. On this episode, part two of my conversation with legendary teacher, Finest Jung. Let me ask you about your philosophy a little bit, if I may. Do you think that one technique is better than the other, or do you draw from all techniques to create a, a well-rounded dancer? Oh, you have to. If, you, if you're an American dancer, you're drawing from all techniques. You know, Bill Christensen had, I think he had trained with Folking, and he, he taught Cicchetti, but he was, you know, he was a man. He was a very vigorous man and, and performer. So I don't ever remember him coming and, and shoving my feet together in the fifth position or anything. You know, he, and I remember he, um, he could still pirouette. I remember he, he kept saying that at this time there was a, a dancer, and he said, you know, what's wrong with him is, is um, he's, oh, he's crossing his position too much. And, and what he was meaning with that, because if you look at most male dancers today, you know, they point side and then they just jump into an open position second. They don't do this classical fourth. And that's how they get all the turns. But I think that most dancers, like with myself, you know, he was Cicchetti, um, Madame Volkova was Vaganova, plus her own Volkova. Stanley was, by that time, developing his own technique. Um, Eric was also, had his own things that he was doing. Rosella, you know, um, she kind of had her own thing that, that she was working on. Um, so drawing on all those people, plus, you know, then you look, here's, here's Misha, you know, here's uh, Meryl Ashley, uh, here's Gelsey. And what is it that they're doing? You know, it's, it's amazing. And the final analysis, what do great dancers do on stage? And how do they do it? So I can't really say, and I, you know, I, I say I'm an American teacher. You know, I, I mean, I come from, from many different influences and people. Um, but no, I don't say, and in fact, I think, I've been asked to teach for, you know, some Chiquetti groups, and I said, you know, I'm not a Chiquetti teacher. I'm totally off the wall. And they said, no, come, you know, we, 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 we want to hear what you have to say. And um, so, I mean, I don't want to, uh, I mean, I see, I think, places where I, if I were in certain places, I would be going beyond. I think the main problem with ballet teaching or ballet studying is that there's too much emphasis on position. And, um, <clears throat> in fact, when I look at, if I go to see the major companies and I look at, uh, basically, you know, there's a handful of star dancers who are wonderful. But I would say, by and large, you look at the court of ballet and, um, uh, in fact, just now I, I, I mentored a, a teacher from Australia who's teaching in Singapore. So she wanted, she came to New York to have me, you know, listen to what she's thinking of doing and teaching and to correct her and help her. And she said, you know, for she went to New York City Ballet, and she said, you know, they don't dance with their spines at all. And I said, yes, you're right. They just all lift their legs up. And I see this in the American Ballet Theater as well in the core, that, you know, they don't dance with their spine. They're so used to lifting legs and making positions and putting their arms, but they're not really breathing. And the truly amazing dance, like Sarah Mearns, to me, is, you know, she is the jewel of our lifetime because she completely is just 
dancing with her spine in all different directions. Her body breathes, you know, and just the way she stands, she exudes so much energy and power. And most of the other dancers, they just have their arms on bar, and there's nothing going on in their body, in their spine. And that, to me, is, uh, is something I would, I would correct, you know, and I think that um, whether it's because there's a lack of direction or, you know, from coming... It's, in the end, it's all up to the artistic director, you know? Uh, the boss, right? Uh, if the artistic director doesn't look for this, require this, then nothing happens. Um, but I hear, you know, they're, in fact, like the School of American Ballet, where they're doing demi-plie and the heels are off the floor. I mean, things like that, you know, where they want to start to teach like a style instead of technique. And... Um, in fact, I was just thinking, Patricia Wilde just got a Dance Magazine Award, and she traveled with us you know, when we were in Joffrey uh, because her husband, George Bartikin, was our stage manager. And I watched Patty work in class, and she wore ballet shoes. And at that time, she was probably the fastest dancer on earth, which is my balance. She did square dance. And she had her heels down, and she worked her feet. You know, and she was just trained in a solid, at that time, it was a Russian technique, right? And I thought, well, what is all of these people are talking about lifting your heels up? You know, it has nothing to do with that. You just need to have good, solid, sensible technique where you're able to use the parts of your body, you know, with strength. Um, I just actually taught a couple of classes because Larry Rhodes is the you know, director of dance at Juilliard, and he, um, he went out of town. So he said, you know, would I like to teach the senior class for him? So with some trepidation, I said, yes, because I'm used to teaching my adult beginners. I haven't, you know, I'm out of the professional loop for so long. But I watched him teach, and his class is just so simple and slow and quiet and no frantic, you know, 8,000 butt mark, closing in fifth, or like, you know, nothing like that at all. And the dancers at Juilliard, by the time they're seniors, they are so centered. They're so strong. They can all turn, they can all jump, they can all balance, and without any affectation, and their bodies move. So whatever he's doing there, you know, is they're getting wonderful training. And this, to me, is what you don't see a lot in ballet, where ballet has become just lift your leg. I mean, look at all these advertisements for the conventions with these girls with their crotch shots. I mean, where did that come from? You know, flashing your crotch in a picture with your leg up in second and some kind of sultry look on your face. You know what I mean? It's just, there's so much of that junk going on. And unfortunately, this, this filter, filters down. So where people think, oh, as long as you get your leg up, that's all that matters, you know? Um, but no, I don't, going back to your original question, I don't really think there's any one system. I think that it really has to be a combination of the most sensible ideas from all the various techniques. Does that answer your question? It does. Sort of. <laughs> uh, thank you. No, thank you for that. Have, do you feel from your time as a dancer that dancers have evolved? Have they physically changed in your lifetime or as a teacher? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. I mean, just look at movies from the 40s, you know. Um, and mainly because of Balanchine, you know, because he wanted that, that lean look. And, you know, then you start to see people like Suzanne. And, but then again, here we have Sarah Burns today, who is not far from anorexic. But, I mean, what a woman, you know? I mean, Sophie and Sylvie, I mean, another one. 
you know, these women walk on stage and they just, you go, wow, you know. Um, they exude, there's so much energy coming out of their, their chest, you know, their shoulders, the length of the neck, um, because they're using their whole body. Um, I think that the main thing that I'm seeing um, with people like that uh, is their own, I wouldn't say their value system, but what they choose to make important. And I think that they have such a, a high energy level. I mean, their makeup is wonderful, um, their musicality, but they are exceptions. They are exceptions. And I think that most of the dancers, unfortunately, fall into the, um, they may have, you know, nice-looking bodies and all of that, but I think also mentally, I don't know that they, they prepare or think about it enough. I mean, I see these guys with these funny haircuts on stage. I'm saying, what are you doing on stage with hair like that and wearing a costume like that? You know, I would never allow it. Um, David Halberg doesn't do that. You know, he has a beautiful head of hair, you know, and Marcella Gomez. I mean, you know, they're really good people. I mean, Misha, you're never sure I'm wearing his spike hair when he did Don Q. But you got these kids today, you know, they could care less because they say, I'm me, you know, I'm me. <laughs> Maybe that's what's different. You know, there's so much more ego uh, and not very good ego that you see a lot of cheap stuff. To me, cheap I mean, I, you know, I kind of tell you how many times I go to the ballet and I leave because I just, I just can't sit there. I say, well, I'm just not. I'd rather come home and look at the old Balanchine uh, videos from the 80s, you know, with Bart Cook doing four T's. I mean, I want to see that. You know, I want to see good dancers dancing. Or I'd rather look at Gelsey doing demon variation, you know, on that splotchy video. Or I'd rather look at Misha. You know, why uh, am I sitting here looking at these people who, to me, are not really first-class artists, you know? So I, <laughs> I'd rather stay home and watch The Good Wife on TV, you know? It's more, or I'd rather watch my BBC drama. You know, there's more happening there than on this stage with these people. Um, so I'm past that point, you know, where um, I can just sit there just because it's ballet. Because I can. I mean, I go all the way back to, you know, to Eric Brune. I saw Skaya do Sleeping Beauty, uh, the Bolshoi, you know. Um, and plus, I mean, I've seen great dancers like Larry Rose and Lona Isaacson who really uh, perform with such intensity. Um, you know, when Lona Isaacson, when she walked on the stage, you just start crying. I mean, she had that, that power of artistry, and it's the same with Sarah. The curtain goes up, you look at Sarah, and you say, oh, my God, everybody else is marking. You know, they look like they're not doing anything. Compare it. She can just stand there. But what she does, you know, and, and she dances the full range of the stage, just makes everybody else look so deficient, you know. So once you've seen people like that, you know, it's just so hard to sit through the rest of it. And plus, I think that, you know, a lot of the choreography, to me, does not impress me at all. Um, yeah, you know, it's interesting, because I went go back to Paul Taylor when he first did Esplanade, and there was Chris Gillis, and there was Linda Kent, and Susan McGuire, and uh, all those first people, and they were big and short, and yeah, Alvin Ailey. I mean, I go back to Alvin Ailey's in 1962, when he was still dancing, and he had Thelma Hill, who was short and kind of pudgy, and he had Jimmy Truitt, who was tall and skinny, 
and uh, you know different physiques, but what wonderful artists! And then it started, I guess, you know, even Twyla, right? When she first had the company, but then she went into the this Avadon, the Vogue look, you know, with all these glamour pusses too. Um, and then that became kind of like the look. Um, yeah, I, I think that the thing that Maybelline is is missing is the from the artistic director to really develop and coach dances to high artistry. There's just so little of it, so little of it, you know. And I find it more and more difficult to go to the ballet, either because of the choreography or because of the dancers. I just find a lot of these so-called principal dancers, to me, are not are not interesting to watch at all. So, what else? Well, I want to uh, give you an opportunity to give out your website because I believe that uh, you've done so much for teaching, and I know that within the dance community, you have a, a renowned reputation for for teaching. So, would you please give your website? Yeah, it's finestjung.com. And, you know, they can see previews of all the videos. They can listen to, you know, because I also make orchestrated music CDs. Um, yeah, in fact, right now is a good month, too. I don't know when you're going to put this on, but, you know, because it's Christmas, so we have a lot of special offers as well. Um, but if they don't get it now, they can get it later because I'm going to make more videos. I'm already starting to script the next one. <laughs> Given your longevity and what you've seen and... and the heyday of, say, ballet. What does ballet need to survive going forward? Well, I think it, first of all, it needs great artists. It needs people who can pull people in. I mean, when you see these people, I mean, like Sarah Mearns, you want to see her again. Or Sophie Ann Silva, you want to see her again. Marcelo Gomez, you want to see him, you know. First of all, it needs great artists who have this that you just need to see again. And then need to have great choreography um, that really is interesting to watch um, and that takes you, that transports you. It has to take you somewhere. Because if you just sit there and say, I've seen this before, which I think happens all too often, um, then there's no reason to, to go. So it really, I think in the end... It's that personal responsibility. Um, I'm just trying to think of when was the, what was the last thing I saw that I really liked. <laughs> I don't think I can remember. Because um, the last couple of performances I saw, actually, I just felt like I was doing homework. I said, why am I sitting here? I, always, I know always, I mean, I love balance sheet, and I could go back, I can see Concerto Barocco again, and I'll say, oh my gosh, I never noticed that. And it's just mind-boggling, because in one sense, it's so simple what he's doing, but the choice of the movement with that particular music, and then the way he, are they coming downstage or upstage? Are they turning around? Are they going, you know, his, his, his choice of movement directions is just mind-boggling. You know, uh, or look at Serenade, you know, or, or Bizet, Symphony in C. You know, it's just like a wonder. Four Temperaments, you know, I mean, uh, Apollo, Agon. I mean, these are ballets that look like, 
wow, this is so new, you know. I mean, if you think of Apollo when it was done, what, 1937? You know, um, it's there. But I think you need to have that special gift, whether you can um, develop it. And I must say, with some of these choreographers now who keep doing so many ballets, I think that they're just overdoing. It's a challenge because there's so much out there today, right? And uh, people are so used to me. YouTube, you can see everything you want on YouTube, you know, good or bad. Um, And plus, you know, with with the economic situation where life is harder and and plus, in general, uh, with America, um, there's a lot of, there's a, there's a lazy mentality, too, you know. And um, I don't know if you can just say where people are easily pleased or you want to say people don't have any taste. Uh, um, but, you know, it, it's part of our culture. It's part of our culture. I mean, uh, I look at some of these teachers teaching on YouTube, and I wonder, why is she wearing her hair like that? I mean, you know, I mean, do people really teach like that in a ballet class? But, you know, I, it, this is what happens. Um, it's kind of like it's all in your face. This is me, you know, this is who I am. And I think there's too much of that. Maybe that's the problem. Instead of what do people need, you know, what is what is a good way to serve people? You know, what is a good way to to help people enrich their lives. Um, instead of choosing that, it's, you know, just look at me, you know, here I am. Um, I don't that, that's the impression that I'm getting, you know, and that there isn't enough intelligence on the part of the dancers and the choreographers. Um, I mean, my God, look at Paul Taylor. Look at the amount of good work he has done. I mean, who would ever think of... Big Bertha, or uh, a Last Look, or um, what's the one with the soldiers? You know, I mean, uh, the emotional range of his work, which is so human, you know, um, and real. That's what's amazing to me. Uh, that always amazes me about Paul Taylor is that I mean, he can just grab your heart, you know. And unfortunately, I can't say that in most choreographers. You know, whereas I can look at Balanchine, you look at Serenade, and you think, oh, my God, you know, or you leave after Symphony in C, and you just feel so good. You know, it's just, life is good. It's also resolved, you know, Contrera Barocco. I mean, that's what Balanchine did with his choreography. He showed, you know, this is what, it's like listening to Beethoven, you know, Mozart. You transport, you think, oh, my God, you know, this is what human beings are capable of doing. And I can't really say that about most of the choreography I'm seeing today. You know, showing your crotch and kicking and coming on stage and staring at people. I don't find that enriching, you know. I don't feel that enlightening at all. I mean, maybe, you know, it's just me. Maybe it's just me. But that's, that's what I feel. And that's what I think the world needs. I think it needs better examples of how we should behave. And I think it's really sadly lacking anyway. I mean, look at our politicians. Look at Congress. Look at George Bush, you know. Look at Cheney. I mean, all these awful things that have happened, um, you know. And then it's just, uh, it goes on and on. I mean, they've always been brought in people since the beginning of time, you know. But that's not the reason. I mean, there's all the more reason why we should try to be living in a more enlightened state and trying to... Um, 
to bring out the goodness in people, you know, the, the, the higher qualities in people. Um, I think that's what I'm trying to do. Ballet Initiative is a nonprofit organization based in America's heartland, St. Louis, Missouri. Our mission is to teach dancers to dance and to raise the profile of ballet. Take a look at BalletInitiative.com, Facebook, and Twitter for details on our winter and summer intensive programs for students. If you like to listen to the Ballet Initiative podcast on the go, you can have the show delivered directly to your smartphone for free by using the iTunes and Stitcher apps. My thanks to Finest Jung. Until next time, for Ballet Initiative, I'm Christian Kutnick. <laughs>